0: The vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K23. BJ Armstrong and Mo Moosey here, once again, talking all things NBA. BJ, the love season's hot enough. Love up. it, love it. The season's hot enough. It, it is? Is it?
1: Is it? Is it? Okay. Are you, are you sure? Are you, are you sure? Now,
0: now uh, I got... You know, I usually watch all the games, but uh, as you guys know, yeah, I've been yeah, a little yeah. bit under the weather recently. So I was watching <laughs> the Celtics versus Lakers the other night, and the Celtics were up like 20 oh, points. The game at was
1: watching you. The game was yeah, watching Yeah, yeah. You, you were so, watching the game. So, so the, the game Seas
0: are up it. by like 20 points at halftime. And I thought, you know what? I don't feel very well. We're up 20. What could go wrong? I'm going to go to sleep. I fall asleep. And one minute after I fall asleep, my phone starts ringing. B.J. Armstrong. You watching? You watching? (laughs) The Lakers cut the lead down. They, in fact, took the lead and it went to overtime. Moral of the story is just don't sleep. Watch every single game. But if you can't afford to watch every single game because you have to sleep like a normal human, listen to the Hoop Genius podcast because we will tell you everything you need to know about the NBA. B.J., what did you learn from that game? Because the Celtics went on this little West Coast road trip. And, you know, the Warriors, they played maybe their best game of the season. They really got up for it. Finals rematch. The best team in the NBA is coming to town. They're up for it. They're playing like it's almost a playoff game with the intensity they came out with. The Lakers, Celtics rivalry. The Lakers have been playing a little bit better. LeBron's in the lineup. AD's in the lineup. They got up for it as well. Well, Not in the first half. But it was a tough little stretch for the Celtics. But uh, what have you seen? Because it was quite funny. After we released an episode where we spoke about the Celtics and I titled it, how the Celtics are dominating the NBA. They went and lost to the next two games in a row. <laughs> so I'm glad they got back on track yeah. last night. Jason Tatum, clutch, big time player. For me, he's the MVP right now. Giannis is there and back in the conversation. Zion is in the conversation. Devin Booker is out of the conversation. But Tatum, for me, is the MVP right now. But what have you seen from this little road trip from the Celtics?
1: Well, You know, the Celtics are a very, very good basketball team. Make no doubt about it. They, they, They are in the upper echelon of the NBA. I thought with that Golden State game, they had an opportunity to really make a statement throughout the league to say we are the best team in the NBA. However, that didn't happen. So they left the door open. However, so slight, you know, but it's open. And then they follow that up with a, you know, it, it just, they it just didn't play well. I don't want to say it's horrific. I'm not trying to over dramatize it, but it wasn't, it was a, a poor performance in LA versus the Clippers. They follow that up with the Lakers. And I called you before the game and I said, you know what? We're going to learn a lot about this Boston team. Because the last time they lost three in a row, I believe was in the NBA Finals. Not to remind you of last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good, Mo. That was good. That was good, Mo. Come on, come on, Mo. I was having a so, bad
0: day. I didn't need that too. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm just, hey, I, I'm just pulling up facts. Just pulling up facts. But to their credit, they found a way to win this game. Now, the Lakers, on the other hand, clearly, you saw that there was a difference in the talent as far as the depth with the teams, right? You got the, you know, the big two or big three, however you want to put it there in LA. And you could see at the beginning of the game, you say, oh, this Laker team is not as talented as a team as that other team. However, when the Lakers do play together and they find a way to play, because they, they 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 play, they can come back and play with anybody. You're they going, have a 33 hmm,
0: point swing. They came back from 20 down and went up 13. How do you lose a game like
1: that? Yeah, OK, well, well, I happen to have watched that game. You know, I, I I rewatched it. And then you say when they do play and they play through Anthony Davis, you know, you're kind of thinking like they can play with anybody. And then at the end of the game, when it was time to win the game. You watch the team just. I, I, I mean, it was just well, it was unbelievable to watch and it, it wasn't like they gave it away, it was just they just couldn't close it right and the 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 height of that collapse in the fourth quarter or in the overtime was Anthony Davis missing two free throws with about 11 seconds to go and it was just a it was it was such a a swing of emotions because you started off bad you have this incredible comeback and the and the place was rocking you know the They're going crazy, right? I mean, AD's dunking, and LeBron is shooting threes, and Russ. Russ had like four blocks. Russ had a terrific game, by the way, last night. And then all of a sudden, you just, it's total silence in the arena. I mean, it just, and and you could tell the guys. And and the one thing I did like about the game, it was a very, it was was a a back-and-forth game. It wasn't a well-played game, but it was a back-and-forth game. You know, it was some awful mistakes on both sides but it was a it was a tough loss for the for the lakers because those guys played a lot of minutes i mean lebron and ad i don't think they came out in the entire fourth quarter or overtime both guys had to play over 40 minutes i didn't look at the stats so you don't know how their bodies are going to respond back because they left everything there and i think the lakers needed that game they needed to know that they could play against the elite teams in the nba it was a kind of a measuring game for themselves and I give those guys credit. They fought, ball. They really did. Youth was served, though, with those young guys. I mean, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. They just, you know, they they just keep playing. And you know, when you're young, you can just keep playing through through, through mistakes. So, good win for the Celtics. However, the Celtics tried to give it away, ball. They, they 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 reverted back to last year. Okay, so they still have to go back to how they played in the past. But on this occasion, they, they came up with the win and a very nice win, I might add, on the road.
0: I mean, I'm glad they pulled it out because that would have been pressure, losing three straight. So uh, shout out to the Seas. The, uh, you said the best team in the NBA title was up for grabs and Milwaukee played against Golden State and absolutely demolished them. That yeah. game there, Giannis doing what he does, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez. Man, that was a great performance from Milwaukee. I yeah. if we don't get the Bucks Cavs and we get the Bucks Celtics, I'm kind of worried. I'm kind of worried. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of worried. What else have you seen around the NBA BJ
1: that's standing out to you right now? Well, I did, you know, happen to see that Bucks um that Bucks game and Drew Holiday didn't play. But this, I don't have to make the the, the Bucks because they are just there. You know, they are just there. And it doesn't matter if Middleton is out. It doesn't matter if Drew Holiday is out. As long as Giannis is in the lineup, they have a chance. They have a chance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have a chance. Um, so that's all I want to say about them. Billy's playing a little better. MB's on know, a tag. They, they see, yeah MB is you know as rounding into shape right about now you know give him about 30 games to kind of get himself under you know to, to get his rhythm get his legs up under him he he's playing well um you know it, it, it's pretty quiet I think you know what I think what most of us NBA fans are looking forward to is the Christmas Day games mm. I think that's the next big Thing that we can discuss, or that we're all, all anticipating, and um, you know, Mo is it, it, it's it, it's been good though. I, I don't think there's anything big going on right now, you know. But I I want to say this: I think the Bucks and your Celtics are the best two teams in the Eastern Conference. They may be the best two teams in the league right now. I mean, New Orleans will have something to say about that. You know, even though Golden State's record probably doesn't indicate that, I think they still it's still, still if someone beats them. Um, Memphis, Denver. Um, so there's quite a few teams. But right now, the Bucks and the Celtics, to me, look like the two top-tier teams at the moment. And speaking of Philly, James Harden had a nice game. He had 20 points, 15 assists, and
0: five steals. The uh last players to do that was James Harden last night, James Harden in 2022, James Harden in 2018, and James Harden in 2017. No one's done it since 2015 except for James Harden. So if those guys can uh, get running at the same time and find that chemistry and they get Maxi back as well, could be a problem in that conversation in the Easter conference. Embiid is almost averaging 40 points in the month of December so far, which is quite staggering. That's pretty pretty impressive. This MVP race, BJ, is going to come down to the wire, I believe. It's going to be a very close race this year because there's so many names that could be involved. Who are you liking for that at the moment? Because I
1: already told you, I'm thinking well, well, I mean, listen. You know, you 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 have a bunch of names, but the most the name that's been there throughout the the entire time is Giannis. Mm-hmm. You know, Giannis' name has been there. So, you know, Jason Tatum, I thought had an opportunity against the Golden State Warriors to really put his stamp on that. I really, I, I thought he was. You know, and, and and listen, he's still in the he's still in he's still in the race. I think he's in the top three. Okay, you know, and I don't have you know whether it's Tatum. There's three guys right now to me are vying for this for the MVP. If you ask me today, you have Zion, you have Jason Tatum, and you have Giannis. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the three guys, the three leaders now, given or take, but. From the start till now, Giannis has been there from day one. Other guys, you know, they they, they peaked. It. You know, we talked about Devin Booker, made it, you know just a week or two ago, and you know some other guys. You know, we, we probably could have you know said Anthony Davis had some maybe shouts. Maybe had a chance. And Anthony Davis, yeah, that's another name. But Giannis has been there. Jason Tatum, they have the best record in the league, and Zion is the best record over there in the Western Conference. So those are three right now, if you ask me who's in the MVP race. Do you think Brandon Ingram coming back to the New
0: Orleans Pelicans, because he's been out with injury, do you think his return is going to affect New Orleans? You know, they're on a roll. Do you think they're just going to get even better? Or
1: do you think that's going to disrupt things a little bit? Well, he's a talent. So any when you have a player like that, you have to integrate, you know, integrate his talent back into the fold. And... Right now, they're playing a really good brand of basketball. But you can't tell me they won't be a better team. You know, they, they're not going to be. You can't tell me that with the addition of Brandon Ingram, they won't be better. So I think, will will it be an adjustment for the team? Absolutely, because someone's got to go back to the bench, play it and accept and and, and thrive in a different role. I think Brandon Ingram is going to have to figure out his role playing with Zion because those guys haven't played a lot of basketball over the last two years. So I think that's going to take some time. But I think once they work that out, I think they're going to be a really, really good team. I mean, they are they are currently a really good team. Zion has been terrific. I think Zion is playing the game at a very high level. I love what Coach Willie Green is doing with him, moving him around the court, letting him play the four, letting them play the five. And just his activity level, how aggressive he's playing on the offensive end, to me, has been that's a credit to the coaching and knowing your, knowing your talent and knowing how to maximize that talent for the individual to thrive, but more importantly, for the team to thrive. So it's been a good combination. I know they, they didn't, they had a, you know, not taking away anything from Utah. That was, you know, you would expect new Orleans to beat Utah, but Utah is a very good team, especially at home. They have an opportunity to redeem themselves. I think, uh, I think that game is tonight. I believe I think that game is tonight. And uh, we'll see how that turns out. But I really like what New Orleans is doing. And I think the addition of Brandon Ingram should help them and give them another score, give them more length. And it's definitely it's going to create um a mismatch nightmare for opposing teams with uh with his return back to the lineup. I'm I'm excited to see the uh the the
0: inverted screen roll action with Zion as the ball handler and Brandon Ingram coming and setting some screens. We see him do it with CJ sometimes, but Brandon Ingram getting some Attacking off the catch on a closeout, you know. You know, I'm I'm intrigued to see how this is. How concerned should we be about the Phoenix Suns, who are on a five game losing streak
1: right now? The Suns right now, you know, they 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 have some issues, right? And 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 it started off early with Jay Crowder, um, not being with the team, and that was this appears to be or reported to be that it was an internal decision made by their front office and coaching staff that it was best for Jay Crowder not to be with the team. So they're down, you know, a starter, I mean, a significant starter. I mean, Mm -hmm. there, here's a guy who's, I mean, this is a really high quality player. Then then all of a sudden Cam Johnson, right. um, Gets hurt. He's out with a knee injury. Then Chris Paul is out with an injury. He's just returned back to the lineup. Devin Booker now is out for the last two or three games. Are you worried about Chris Paul? I'm not worried about Chris Paul. What I'm worried about is, Mo, is is the depth of this team. I mean, at some point, you you know, you know, you hear me say it, and I think other people in in the NBA, you need depth to get through the regular season. Mm -hmm. And right now they're running out of able quality body to get out there and play and play at the level that they won't play at. So at some point here, I would think they're going to have to do something with Jay Crowder. Now, as they get more and more injuries, or let's hope they don't get more injuries, but if they continue on this path, they'll get more what other teams will interpret as desperation to do something.
0: Yeah, because they had a a bad loss at the Houston Rockets, the worst team in the West, and Aiton and Bridges both left the game with injuries, I believe.
1: Yeah, so which will force them to make some type of deal because they're just going to need able bodies to play. So. I like the team. However, they've had a tough stretch. I think they are, you know, uh, you know they, they, they'll bounce back. They have professionals. But Mo is not looking good for them right now just because they don't have the depth that's necessary to play at the level I know where they're trying to play. They're trying to win the whole thing. They're not just trying to get to the playoffs. They're not just trying to possibly, you know, get the right matchup to advance to the second round. This is a team that really feel last year and coming into this season that they have an opportunity to win the whole thing. And certainly just two weeks ago, Mo, they were sitting at the top of the Western Conference. Yep. And now things have changed and uh, as as we say in the NBA, things change very quickly here.
0: Do you think that they'll be the first team to make a move? Because in the NBA we often see a lot of teams holding out and then when one team makes a trade it's kind of a domino effect for other teams to get the ball rolling in
1: motion for other pieces to be moved around the league. I think Jay Crowder situation is going to have to be resolved. And the reason I say that is because you have a really good player that they could use right now. And you can't tell me he couldn't help them win games right now if he was playing. Mm-hmm. So I think they're because of their situation and because of their health, right. I mean, they have some guys that are out. If they continue down this path, well, we could be looking at maybe not getting to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think they are going to be active. And I think that's a real possibility that they may make the first move because, get something in return for Jay Crowder. They just can't let him walk away for nothing. Mm. They need to. And I think they need to do it
0: soon. I think they're holding off until, you know, January. DeAndre Ayton can start to be traded again if they're looking at him as a piece to move. But he's he's kind of stepped up when Booker's been out a little bit. So we'll see what happens with that. One uh one stat that I just saw that made me a little bit happy about the Celtics game. Uh, Last night was the second time the Lakers have blown a double-digit lead with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter this season. The rest of the NBA combined has only done that twice this entire season. So as much as the Lakers can get back into games, and they've got a the talent to play. Their lack of depth really means that you saw it in the overtime. LeBron and AD just really have nothing left in the tank. Once it gets into the overtime period of play or well, late in the fourth quarter, because they have to do so well, much
1: just to even stay in the game. Well, I'll say this, I'll say this, you know, I, I've been following the Lakers because they were on an East coast swing. So, mm-hmm. I was able to watch them much earlier than because they normally come on, you know, later in the evening here. So I've been watching them closely. The Lakers are a fascinating team because they don't play like everyone else in the NBA. They just because of shooting, they don't have premier shooting on this team. But what they do have is they have a player that can really affect the game on the low post. And that's Anthony Davis. Mm hmm. And they depend on him getting the ball and demanding a double team and then, you know, passing it out and getting open shots. Now, you know, it's kind of an old-school way of playing. When I say old-school, it's it's a traditional way of playing. However, in today's game, it's not until you get to the playoffs. So – and what I'm saying by that is Anthony Davis and the way he plays, okay, um, it forces them to really only have two options to score. Either they shoot threes, which they aren't really good at, right, percentage-wise, or they get it to Anthony Davis. But there's nothing else in between. It's not like they're a screen roll team. It's not like they are a drive and kick team. It's not like they're an isolation team. So when you defend those two positions, right, when you defend the post well and you close out to them on the three-point line and you don't have to compromise your defense, it really limits their way to score, especially late in the games as the defense turns up. That's what you see. And that's what you saw last night. I mean, they just went after Anthony Davis. They closed down the lobs. They they really tightened up their defense. And then they didn't just run out. They just didn't run out or overextend on the closeouts. So now the the Lakers were forced to take up really difficult shots and they weren't able to convert those. And so I think getting a little bit more variety but when I look at their roster I go I don't think they have anything else really to go to <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean but, but you you, heard, but you need to have more options than what they're showing right
0: now you heard coach Mizzou say in a timeout don't worry about their shooters let them shoot and we'll live with it yeah,
1: and exactly that's what I'm saying you, you and that's that's good coaching you gotta you know you can't take away everything and if you take away everything you become good at nothing just take away one thing and live with the results and I respect that. So, you know, everyone after those first two games, you know, talking about Coach Missoula and, and all those things. Listen, he's put these guys in position to win these games. The players have to go out there and execute. And give those players credit when things going well. They're in their first place; they deserve all the credit. But when it goes bad, you just can't say, "Oh, the coach gets out." Coach, no, they, you know those guys. They, they, you know, they've got to take take their responsibility and I love the fact that coach Missoula has given them you know a game plan to go out there and win now the players got to go out there and execute it and give those guys credit and in the last four minutes or so of the game and in overtime they really play Celtic a Celtic they were tentative they were high energy and you know what they did They started playing with better energy on the offensive end because mm-hmm. this team has really slowed down again You know, you've been watching them the last two or three games. They've really kind of, you know, they had such a nice offensive pace early in the season. Well, they've really slowed down now for whatever the reason may have been. I think it's probably they've been on the road now for quite some time. They haven't had a lot of practice time. So it'd be good for them to get back home, get a practice of under their belt and really kind of clean up some things. But give them credit. They fought that game. They could have easily said this is the last game on the trip and just want to go home. But they gutted it out and that was a good win for them
0: yeah the C's, you know their offense was all about you know making the extra pass getting wide open threes etc and that kind of slowed down on this trip but they went four and two on their road trip they beat the nets they beat the raptors they demolished the suns lost against the warriors and clippers and then they beat the lakers so they got to be feeling pretty good i think they've got seven games coming up at home now coming up so i think they'll mm-hmm. be able to pick up some w's whilst they're at home can get back to their routines uh it was a tough schedule you know, going all the way from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast, Four and playing back-to-back. 2 is back pretty darn
1: good, you know? That's pretty good.
0: It is pretty good. It is pretty good, and especially when they're playing back-to-backs. You know, we talked about the impact of playing the Clippers then playing the Lakers the night after. That's not an easy task for any team, no matter how the Clippers and, and the Lakers are playing at the time. But it's going to be interesting to see as the season continues. I'm very excited for Christmas. We've got about 10 days left until the Christmas Day fixtures. We'll talk about them a little bit closer to the time. But I can't wait. Because Christmas, and then we're going to have Paris, and then we're going to have All-Star. And then before you know it, the playoffs are going to be here. So I'm ready, BJ. And uh, hopefully the new year, we'll be back on the TV as well. I know the people have been blowing up the timeline, asking us to come back. Yes, they have.
1: It's all live. We appreciate all of you
0: guys who keep tweeting. We'll be back. We're trying to get back as soon as we can. You know, it's out of our control, but uh, hopefully we'll be back soon. Um, but until then, you've got to stay locked into the podcast because this is the only place where you can keep up with the best in the biz, everything you need to know from around the NBA. So make sure you guys are subscribed and all that good stuff. Make sure you don't go anywhere and don't miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow with some more NBA talk. Most importantly, until next time, get buckets.